Now, what I'd like to do is uh, see if any of you have had a laboratory experience this week that you would be willing to share so we can all learn from it if you speak loudly. I know you're having to shift gears here a little bit. Yes? I'm learning to use my voice. Usually what I do is I shut down and withhold. I will speak loudly. I will get really quiet. So learning to use my voice is like this whole like ramp up, work up, you know, experience that if I allow the emotions to lead and react, I get Big not trouble. necessarily a bad response, but not the ideal response. Not what you're looking for. Not what I'm looking for. And it kind of draws out the issue versus solving the issue. It's, it's more of a back and forth. And then it creates a defensive situation. But when I pray and reflect, I get, and I use my voice, which is still hard. I mean, there's sometimes I'm physically shaking from using, because I just have never done that. Lots of reasons why. But anyway, when I do that, the situation often resolves itself, and it gets it more into a, more into a pattern where he's receptive to to hearing what I have to say. Huh. Is there anything that matters more than him being able to receive what I am saying? It's hard because I just, like I said, there's so much, like it's, for some people they're like, why do you even worry about that? But for me, there's this whole story in my head before I say a word that I have to quiet. Satan. I have to quiet Absolutely it Satan. or it will learn out right. and I'll lose my moment. Right. Do you realize that your relationship with your man completely depends on you effectively learning to find your voice and use it so that God can use it to impact? And my guess is that your man has never experienced that before. No, I know that for sure. Even right. You even said it. But one thing I found even more interesting, last night we had a dear friend come over about 9.30. She, she's wow. had trouble on her marriage. And wow. She's not a Christian, so I had to be careful with my language set, right? Because, you know, it's just the way it is. Having religious trauma, I get it. But what I found is that one of the most impactful things that I shared with her that I could read in her countenance was that when I shared that I was doing this work with my existing relationship because I was seeing a pattern repeat itself from my past. And regardless of how this relationship goes, that if I don't do this work now, it will just carry to my next relationship. And you know, however many relationships I'm going to have. So I either use it now and learn it and internalize it and live it, or I just do it again. And I can see that kind of subtle with her because I'm like, girl, you're just gonna do this all over again, you know, because you just will. Even, I wasn't, I'm not like a bad person, but it's just these are the, the drivers, the emotions, the former traumas, whatever you're gonna call them. But when you, when you don't have God on the throne, then all those old stupid stories have free reign. Have free reign. 
and it doesn't matter. And one of the most comforting things you know, I've heard you say more than once is we don't even know who they are yet. Right. We don't even know. Right. We don't have a clue because they've never had, you know, the, the, there's a statement. When one person in the system changes, the whole system has got to change. Because when you and I are doing steps one through 10 with all our heart, soul, and mind, then our husbands cannot respond the old way. Now, it may take time for them to start to hear the new tapes. So we can't have a, an air of expectation. Not that any of us would do that. But, <laughs> but we hold on and just keep being who God calls me to be. And over time, he has to change the way he responds. And that's not even getting into the impact from lesson two that we have that with my own hands, I build my home or tear it down. That doesn't even get into the building that is slowly taking place within him so that he can become a very different man than what you were originally with. I'm living proof. I've had two of them. And both of them have radically changed as a result of me desperately every day going back before the Lord, getting rebooted. And what does my husband need? And you ask that question to the Lord all the time because you have free access to the God of the universe to give you this incredible wisdom and insight. And he'll give me an eye to see, oh, I would have never seen it. Great, excellent work. Who else has had something going on this week? Very, very good work. Very exciting. Who changes? How do we... Who changes for the better? We do. Our marriages can. And I have to tell you, girls, that I believe that when Ed's in my marriage so radically changed in front of his family, and then he died, they dropped like flies coming to faith. And I can't help but wonder if they saw the extraordinariness of our bad marriage becoming beautiful, which they did watch. What is this faith thing all about? Well, this is what it's really all about, girls, in its truest form. Who else has something that's happened this week? Yes, loud, please. Well, do you want a good or a bad? <laughs> oh, oh, we can have both. We have time. The good thing, this was a couple of weeks ago, and it was, you know, as fall was approaching and the colder weather, and we came in on a Thursday or Friday, I'm like, oh, I've just got to clean the garage this weekend. It's just, you know, hanging over my head. And um, I came in on Sunday, and Robert was cleaning the garage, which I couldn't believe. I don't that was out of character of him? Yes. Usually it's me out there huffing and puffing and moaning and I've uh, <laughs> talked about it all weekend as well. You know, oh, I gotta get out there. Oh, how can they stand to be around us? Oh. <laughs> so I did the same 
And I, I said, wow, this just looks great. And he goes, yeah. And I said, thank you so much. And he went in the house to get a rag or something. And I looked up, and on our upper shelves, we have kind of a Christmas tree stand and maybe an outdoor tree or something. And I noticed he had piled the folding camping chairs on top of the Christmas stuff, which to me made no sense at all. <laughs> Christmas is coming. I literally looked out there and I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you say that? No, he was inside and he kind of poked his head out. He goes, what? I'm like, no, I just can't believe how great it is. <laughs> that you, you said that the different words came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't resist saying it, but as soon as I said it, I thought, this is going to deflate him. And I thought, I'll be out here in December, and he'll be saying, hey, can you help me get the camping chairs down so I can get the Christmas tree stand down? And, you know, I'm like, sure. But my first reaction was to be upset with him for not thinking like I did. That was your knee-jerk, shoot from the hip. Yeah. And instead, those amazing words came out of your mouth. <laughs> I have had that experience multitudes of times, but it's only because I reboot in the morning and review before the Lord. And I know my areas of weakness on my sheet, right? And I'm praying over those weaknesses that I will not be that, but I will be what is strong, what is fine, what is excellent. <sighs> Boy, does he save us from ourselves or what? Now, did you say you had a bad one or is that just yeah, the negative side of it? <laughs> so Robert is not uh, very good with technology and to the point where I have set up a password system for him because he can't remember his own passwords and then I'm expected to remember mine and his. <laughs> and so I've set that up and I kind of taught him how to use it. And we were at work and he was on his iPad, oh, 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 oh. And I looked over his shoulder and I said, what? He goes, I can't get logged in. And I leaned over and I literally said, how many times have I told you, go to this password key and it will take you there. And I leaned over and I touched it, and um, I had put that password in incorrectly oh. when I had set it up, which he didn't even realize that, which was the good news. But <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was, he went on American Express, and they kicked him out because we, he had tried two or three times, and my visit to my password, which was incorrect, was the time that kicked him out, you're done, set up a new password, start from square one. And, and he just, he, he looked at me like, I cannot believe you did that. And I looked at him and I said, I am so sorry. I, I, I just couldn't stand it. He goes, I was gonna get there. He goes, I, I, I was gonna get there. I was just having a moment of frustration. And um, Michael wants us, Robert, to set up a Venmo. We trained with Michael. And um, I can't wait to do it for him. I am just like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And he said to me the other day, he goes, yeah, Mike kind of wants me to set up a Venmo. And I'm like, where's your phone? Where are and I said, let me know. Let me know when you're ready. And you know, it might be another week or two. 
but I learned, and I apologized to him much later about leaning over his shoulder and touching his head. Good, good. I, I just said, I'm yeah. so sorry. I, that's the kind of thing I right now I'm trying to work on. Right. Has anyone else in here ever done anything like that? <laughs> and, and you know what it is between us and our husbands. We have strengths. They have strengths. And then they have weaknesses, and we have weaknesses. And why is it that we're always incredibly strong where they're weak, and then we have to put up with their incompetence? <laughs> right? Now, who knows what they have to put up with with us? But having to put up with me doing the same thing as you is, what does it say to them? You're stupid? You're inadequate. The opposite of filling his cup is what we will have just have done, correct? And I just have to, oh God, help me. <laughs> help me against me not to do these kinds of things. And then powerful for me, like a day or two later, to revisit it. Mm -hmm. You know, and just say, I can't stop thinking about that other day. And oh, that's powerful, that. yes. I just really have to tell you. I am I so sorry. sorry. You know, he said, I, I, had a, I had a way to get there. I, I know about that thing, but I don't use it the way you do. Right. I think that's very powerful. Every time we go back and, and revisit and we're sorry, that has to be, has to be building something important mm -hmm. inside of them. And so much of this has been about learning to let go of control. Oh, which I'm like finally just starting to get <laughs> amazingly second time through. Didn't realize how much controlling, how controlling we were, did we? And you know, it's all, you know, here's an example of snow plowing. I've lived in that house 11 years. It's wicked. That's why every snow plow guy I've ever hired only lasts one year because it's not <laughs> worth their effort to do it. It's a nightmare driveway. So here we are. The, the big snow blower Dave bought ended up being 15 years old, not five years old, like he's very trusting. And anyway, we just jumped it, had the people keep it. It wasn't worth fixing. So calling snowplow companies. He wanted to go with this guy that's the cheapest, that's kind of sketchy. And I just thought, just let it go. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is Molly, who's living with us now, might not get out right away. It's not like we have jobs we have to get to. Just let it go, let him pick who he wants. And then the Venmo things, finally get the Venmo set up. And uh, so we've had this really mild month, obviously. And the guy texted me the other day and he said, I'm so sorry, I've been in ICU for 10 days and my truck broke. And, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, don't even worry about that. Just get well, that's what matters is your health. But it's like the Lord just kind of showed me like, see, you're all worried about it. He went with that guy. And then all this happened, but yet it's... Mild month. It's been very mild. It's been right. Anyway. Well, you know, when you start to realize that God's involved in everything, yeah. Yeah. then when you see the mild month, you say, thank you, Lord. Yeah, because we know what they can be like. And then Molly left her car out. The plow did come this morning. It was not worth plowing, I don't think. But I just, when I heard the plow, I was like, oh, her car's out on the street. And it's like, no, just... That's right. I told her a hundred times, you need to put your cart in the driveway and we need to do the back and forth when the plows come and the driveway guy comes, but just 
Just like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Out around her car. What is the worst that can happen? And instead, I haven't disrespected. Right. You have a good one. Mine is um, just the whole process of this has been very humbling for me. Yes. Um, so um, I've been with my husband for 10 years. We've only been married half that time. But um, I really was in love with my husband for the first five years of our relationship. And it's really gone a bad way. And it's really become very obvious to me that I have been tearing down the walls of the house and of him. And um, we went to Moab for Thanksgiving, and we were there 10 years ago when we first started dating. And so when we went, um, I really wanted to like, you know, just try to have a really good time. We obviously took our five-year-old this time. Um, but I wanted to just do hiking and have a good time and like a lot of our times together and vacations and everything I'm just I'm a nag. I it just always goes poorly and We just had the greatest weekend. I just kept my mouth shut at times when I wanted to open it a couple times I was too close to the cliff Because he drives really bad in my opinion and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, God will take it. God will take care of you. <laughs> kept it all inside, and and he, over the last probably, I don't know how many months we've been doing this class, three months, there's been lots of, of greatness where I've seen that first five years of our lives, and it's me. It's all me. And so it's kind of embarrassing and humiliating. Um, yes, it is. For all of us. But it's beautiful. <laughs> But it's beautiful. Isn't it a funny thing? The way I liken it is to being hit across the back of my knees with incredible intensity with a steel rod. Over and over as I am seeing the meanness of our marriage that has wrecked it and never knew it before. And you know, by now we're still getting the wax, and it's like, yeah, kind of hurts good. It's fine. I can live with it. But boy, with that first whack, <laughs> you know, it's really, 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 really painful. We do get used to the fact that we are dirty legs. And it's not so hard. But not that I don't want to ever keep firmly in place the need to be humbled as to what I'm not and who my God is. I gotta be there or I'm totally a train wreck because then my pride comes in and then I'm in, you know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I'll take that grace. And God is pleased by our humility because as I said, we know who we're not and we know who he is and that is critical. Absolutely critical. And the only thing I'll add to that is just kind of going back to the vows and the things of life like that. Yeah. Is the fact that, like, for me, being humble, being not perfect, being not in control is not at all how I was raised. And so it's almost like a battle against that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be in control of everything. That's Satan's lies. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, you know, it's 
been very interesting just to go through this and learn so many things. Do you, do you realize how desperately we must review every day? Because we're fighting against all the lies from Satan from a lifetime up to this point. And do I want to go back? I don't ever want to go back. This is such an incredible, wonderful new place that we're at. And you know, the beauty of week 11 is that you girls have stuck with it. And I can't be more proud and admiring of who you are and where you've come from because you've come from where I came from. And you stuck with it. Now, don't give up. Don't listen to the little voice that Satan's going to give you. Oh, you don't need to review that. He's going to do that. I guarantee he's going to whisper that into the back of your ear. Your job is to say, oh, oh, I am desperate to be careful not to stay rebooting every morning. And at four o'clock until you get to the point where you're so good that you only need it in the morning. Anyone else have another one? These are all so good, by the way, aren't they? Don't they help us? Each one of your stories, not just mine. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'd like you to turn to the front page of your handouts. Now, I don't recall ever feeling a need to go over your assignments. <laughs> But look what it says, go home and have sex. Number two, repeat. <laughs> and then if you have chime and you feel so inclined, you can move on and do chapters 11 and 12 from your workbook. Personally, I have never done 11 and 12. Somehow when I, get to ten, when I got to 10, it was like, we are so done. But if you feel so inspired, it can't be bad. And then notice the things I'm trying to help you to remember. Post your good points list. My daughter has her husband's good points list on a whiteboard on the refrigerator. That can't be bad. Uh, refer to all of your lists, the ones that I hope you've been making that show where you need to change. And then don't forget to pray over them. Looking at them on your own is nice, but the praying over them is where the power is. And as needed, flip your notebook back to the very beginning or watch the videos or the podcasts and all of the extra uh, enjoyable pieces that are available to you that are just crazy. They make it too easy for you, except that you still have to exert your intentionality to do it. So look at that scripture there. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, ha, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, you know, we were just talking about that. I'm not even giving time to think about what I want. Instead, the only thing I focus on is, God, what do you call me to be to stand right now? Lord, what does he need? And go there. 
so that it becomes my focus. It makes it so easy to leave all of your triggers and your issues and your personal stuff far behind. It's all, once again, on what I choose to dwell on. Um, if any of you are interested in the future in getting together for a walk or coffee, I'm dying to do it with you. I adore every one of you and I covet the opportunity to spend time with you. But don't leave it all up to me. Please text me and we'll put a calendar date together. I'm serious. Do you know I'm serious? I'm very serious. <laughs> okay. Uh, do any of you have any questions? Have I forgotten anything? Oh, I have a question. Yes. Do you have that follow-up class coming in the next 12 months? Maybe. Hard to think about that December 1st. <laughs> but that could be. That's a possibility. We're talking about the boundaries in marriage. That would also be like a 10 or 12 week event. And we don't go near that until we've got this, until we got this down, right? This is a well-oiled machine. This is who I am, right? Well, by and large, none of us are perfect. Well, can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. Not really one last time, because you know I'll be praying for you every day. And I will be spending time with you, unless you don't let me. <laughs> Father God, I get a lump in my throat when I think of how much you love us and what you went through, not just in coming to earth as a baby in a manger, which is outrageous, but having a purpose during those 33 years to make a beeline for the cross so that you could earn the opportunity for us to have this deep, intimate relationship with you so that our lives can change and become more like you and have the privilege of walking moment by moment with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for... Christmas, and then what it means to us today, personally. Thank you, Father God, for your unspeakable gift. And we thank you for the lessons that you've wanted to imprint on our hearts so that we could break the chains of our past and start to experience the deep, deep, wonderful places of joy that you always wanted marriage to be when we learn to let go of me. And so, Father God, I pray your blessing outrageously on each one of these girls, both today and over this week and in the coming years to come, that you will continue to perfect your work in each one of us. And we're going to thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' most wonderful name, amen. <laughs>